Welcome back to the Balance Bowley Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Rinthigpin. Always excited to be with you. And right now, at the time that you guys are hearing this episode, we are at the top of July. We've had a phenomenal, hopefully, a phenomenal first half of the year. We are already initiated into the second half. And there's a lot of questions that are coming up with how we can set ourselves up for a really good second chapter, right? To move past whatever was, you know, a flaw or a fail, because a lot of us were failing forward through different aspects of our life. Maybe you had a project set up for your company that you really thought was going to take off and didn't quite go the way you wanted. Maybe you were planning to buy a house and then you got caught by all the overbidding that's going on all over the world and you decided to delay it because you didn't have as much capital. Maybe you weren't able to save as much as you normally save because there were other competing priorities happening and you just really felt like things weren't going as phenomenally as you would have wished they did the first half of the year. This is the perfect episode for you. In this episode, I get to introduce to you this magical woman who is absolutely really called to make sure that you know you are not alone because she has judgment-free financial content. You know how I know that? Because I professionally stalked her and I went through all her social media and her websites and I saw that she is talking her talk and walking her walk. She is not about making you feel bad for what you already haven't lined up or for how to prepare you to get ready for... God willing, your freedom, your financial elevation to the next level of you, whatever that looks like. I would like to introduce to you Alyssa Davies. She's a content manager for Zolo. She has an amazing blog called Mixed Up Money. It's award-winning. She has nearly 100,000 plus followers that actually engage with her, not bots that she bought, by the way. And she's been featured everywhere from the Globe to CNBC to CBC and more. Alyssa, welcome to the Balance Bully Podcast. How are you today? I'm feeling amazing. I love your energy, so it's lifting my mood. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, listen, I'll add mood lifter to my resume. I can do that all day. (laughs) You should. (laughs) I would love for you to take just a few seconds and tell everyone why you decided to start your financial blog, because that has some juicy content just to start right there. Absolutely. So... My journey into where I am right now is almost ironic because I started when I was in mass amounts of consumer debt. Mm -hmm. So I was living my life. I was a college student. I never, ever thought about the future because I was so invested in the present and enjoying the now and experiencing life with my friends. And so it didn't occur to me that by using my credit card over and over and over again, that would have consequences. Mm. And eventually, after I graduated from college and university, I actually landed a job in the marketing department of a debt debt consolidation organization. That's hilarious. So, oh yeah, it it made absolutely no sense. Um, But it was the best job that ever happened to me because it's how I ended up where I am today. I had to sit in on training with the clients and they spoke about their experiences with debt and how they were having difficulty repaying that debt. Mm -hmm. And that was the first moment that I realized I was going to be them if I didn't figure things out today. Yeah. And so that night I went home 
that I started Googling, which I think is what we all do when we have that light bulb moment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do I get out of debt? (laughs) And because I couldn't tell anyone at work, it was too shameful. It was too embarrassing. And I found a ton of blogs with real people, real life stories that I could actually resonate with. Yeah. And that's when I realized maybe I can do the same. Maybe I can start a blog to hold myself accountable while I repay my debt and learn everything about money that I was never taught growing up. Mm, Yeah, no, that's powerful. You literally, you know, for people who are raised in the church, we often hear your mess is your message. And you literally were representing that. You were like, okay, there, there's a mess going on that's, you know, behind the curtains in my pocket where nobody can see, right? They saw the glitz and glam of the university student who had her, her A game together. She's doing what she has to do. You probably dress real nice, which is probably why those credit cards were <laughs> toppling, right? <laughs> toppling over, but they didn't see what you were struggling with behind the scenes. And you took that mess and outed yourself by creating a message that would impact and leave an imprint for other people in their lives to help them do better so they didn't have to make the mistakes. I I say that's pretty powerful. That's exactly what happened. I always say that it is easier to walk up to a complete stranger on the street and say, I have $30,000 of debt than it is to tell your best friend or your family because it's such an uncomfortable conversation because we've made money so taboo. And once I started telling people and saying, hey, this is what my financial life looks like, Mm -hmm. I found it to be empowering rather than embarrassing. It was like opening the door for people to see that we didn't have to pretend we could afford things Mm -hmm. when we couldn't Mm -hmm. and giving them the space to do the same, to say, that's not in my budget and making them feel safer. Absolutely. We used to use a tagline in the early stages uh, before this podcast shifted into Balance Boldly in late 2016. It used to be called Balance Beam. Um, part of the challenge is everyone thought we were like gymnasts. And I'm like, yeah, I'm flexible, not that flexible. So <laughs> maybe I should be bolder and literally balance boldly and shift it. But our ta- our previous uh, tagline, I remember back in the day when podcasts were first coming out, we all had taglines to try to differentiate mm-hmm. it. It was shake the shame. Oh, I love that. Right. Which is is so powerful. Exactly what you're talking about. You are helping people shake the shame. Like it's, it's all right. You got there. Let's get you out of it. Here's some strategies that you can digest in your own palpable way, whatever makes sense for you. So you don't feel like you have to do this in seven days or that by 14 days or this by 30, if you're not really ready for that. But I also saw in some of your blog articles that you are giving tips and strategies for people who are like, give me the roadmap, please. Like help me get there, which I really valued. Yes. It has to be a bit of both because Mm -hmm. When it comes to money, a lot of us have trauma that we don't even realize. It has to do with our upbringing and what our family life was like. Maybe you grew up in poverty. Mm-hmm. You can't shake that right. overnight. Right. That's something that takes a ton of time and effort to come back from. Mm-hmm. And when I had all of that debt and when I was living paycheck to paycheck, I had a massive scarcity mindset because I knew that I, I would never have enough. And I'm doing great financially and I still struggle with that feeling of it never being enough. Yeah. So there has to be a way to kind of 
give yourself the tools you need to emotionally Mm -hmm. recover from those things that have happened in your past and then mix those with the tangible takeaways of like, these are steps one, two, three, four. Yeah. The real work is honestly in the personal development and growth. Uh, To your point, if your money mindset is still rooted and being strangled in scarcity and limitations, even when you've amassed great success, you still feel like the little person who's rooted and being strangled, right? With the those thought processes, those belief systems around what is enough and what isn't enough. And we internalize it as I'm not enough and not just, hey, my bank account is a little light. <laughs> it's a little light this week. Not, you know, I'm light. I'm superficial. I, I'm not meaty enough to really sustain anyone because that comes up a lot for we work in our company, Thick Pro Balance and Relationship Management Institute. We work with power couples and married women entrepreneurs that are recalibrating them themselves so they can self-actualize and optimize whatever it is that they're working on personally, ultimately, so they can amplify intimacy and get to the juicy orgasms and all the, the good stuff, right? And because we're doing such great, blissful work, sometimes people forget that to get there, we have to go deeper and look at the roots that's been keeping you tethered from being able to reach that next level of bliss. To your point, when you can do that personal development and have some tangible, direct steps to help pull you out, you can create something fantastic that you didn't even realize you can. Like right now, you're in a great financial space that you probably, I'm assuming, didn't see X number of years ago when you were rooted in in all of the mess of it. I still... I'm like, how have I come this far? Right. Because life throws so many obstacles at us. True. And it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not about to sit here and say that I didn't have a great childhood. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's definitely given me the privilege that I have today. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I like to lead with is letting people know that I might not be the best person for you because I might not be a safe space for you because I might not have the same experiences. Right. I think that so many people look for financial experts. And in reality, sometimes you just need someone that you can relate to and someone that can make you feel comfortable. Come on. Yes. Bring that fire, Alyssa. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes sense because you have a new book that is called Financial First Aid. What made you decide to move from blog to book? I know you have a journal that came first as well because, again, I did my professional stalking. (laughs) But what made you decide to go deeper and, and make sure you have something that was chock full of meat for everyone in one place? So this book is, it's really personal to me Mm -hmm. in the sense that I struggle with anxiety. Mm -hmm. I have high functioning anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly focused on keeping myself busy and I'm overwhelmed with worry. Yeah, It's something I can't avoid. I have children and I actually realized one day that I wasn't able to exist in the moment and enjoy having children Mm -hmm. because I was so concerned something awful was going to happen. Yeah. And I didn't realize that wasn't normal. And I didn't know that constant worry and overwhelm didn't have to be mm-hmm. my reality. Yeah. And so I've been always looking for ways to give myself back control and back power so that I don't have to worry about the unknowns. And this book is how I got that freedom with my finances. It gave me the ability to say, hey, I have a backup plan mm-hmm. for almost everything that can go wrong. Even though you can't control the uncontrollables, mm-hmm. if you have an idea of what it would look like if they happened, yeah. 
you can give yourself peace of mind. And so that is why I wrote this book. And particularly because when the pandemic happened, so many of my friends were put in really difficult spots, Mm -hmm. whether it was job loss or a domestic violence situation where they suddenly had to leave their relationship and start from scratch. It was moment after moment of realizing, wow, we have a lot of work to do to give ourselves back the independence that we need and the freedom that we need with our money. Mm. There's so much richness in that. And there's the layer that I want to just pull back a little bit is with your kids, right? Because often the experts, the gurus, the five-star chef doesn't necessarily cook in their own home. You know what I mean? And so (laughs) you're like, I'm doing all these magical things and these wonderful things. I took my mess and made it my message for other people. But how are your kids with coin? What, how are they? <laughs> well, they're still super young. Okay. I have a, an almost four-year-old. Aww. When you're hearing this, she will be four. Yes. So that's exciting. And I have a seven-month-old. So oh. they're still super young. Yes. But one thing that I've dealt with as a parent to new kids is that I don't know if if you felt like this, but as soon as you have a child, it's like an immediate worry of, I have to set them up for every possible realm of success, like give them that generational wealth. Absolutely. Whether that be through saving for their college Mm -hmm. fund or giving them opportunities that you maybe didn't have as a child. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to start saving for my daughter's college fund immediately. I was... I had no income Mm -hmm. and I was just really struggling at that time and I had to put that off. And since then, four years ago, I've switched my mindset and I realized that the best thing you can do as a parent is put your retirement and your financial future first. Yes. Because if you aren't covered and if you don't have that like wealth yourself, Mm -hmm. then they will never have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I switched the mindset of like, I'm doing the best I can for my kids because I'm providing for myself. Yeah, absolutely. There's no point in modeling poor behavior by you looking like you're living in poverty and they didn't realize they had these amazing uh, 529 accounts. That, and they're like, but you raised us like this and we had all this money in here, right? <laughs> like, mom, what was going on? You never went to dinner. You never got a manicure. You never took care of yourself. Like, And it, it will ingrain in them something deep that you don't want. So I'm glad that you are. And these are my words. You're being intentionally selfish enough to make space for the joy that you want to create for yourself, which automatically ripples into your kids' lives. It's automatic. Like that's the order. That's the decency and order of it all. If you are doing well, your kids will do well, at least well enough. Of course, they have their own storms and hurricanes and tsunamis that come with being a human on this planet, but you still get to give them the right tools. And they have the, the forefront thought that, you know what? My mom's a beast. She did it. I know I, this is tough. This is hard. It won't take away from the fact that they might have some painful moments as they grow up and have their first heartbreak and, you know, all the little things that come hopefully in the safest, you know, painful way, like the small things that we can't keep them from having, but nothing major, nothing dangerous from there. And knowing that they've seen their mom do so well that they can do it too. It's a priceless gift that you're giving them. I think I completely agree. Like the leading through example and just behavior. Yeah. We learned so much through behavior. I was told many things about money from my parents, but those money scripts weren't necessarily right for me, nor did they resonate until I was old enough that mm-hmm. I'd already made all of the mistakes I'd already had to learn the hard way. Yeah. Whereas if it was more openly 
known that they were managing their money without having those conversations, I think that would have been helpful for sure. Oh, that's such a, that's a value packed lesson right in there. I hope I didn't see that one about talking to your kids, but I hope that is a blog area of the blog. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I, I do talk about speaking with your parents mm-hmm. about money, which is almost just as important, yeah. if not more, Yeah. because that's that, have they prepared for the future so that you don't have to be the one? I know that's right. Mm-hmm. But I do really hope to have more content coming about the lessons I plan to teach my kids and how I want to integrate money into our family life so that it's more comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, all right. So with everything that you're doing and all the things that you're teaching, how are you making space to give yourself permission to pause? I have struggled with this for a long time. Like I have to be open and honest about that yeah. because I deal with a lot of workaholism. I think that's really common with entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. like not knowing when to take a step back. And this book has actually been a great opportunity for me to do that mm-hmm. because anytime we accomplish something really big, people are already asking, what's next? Yeah. People have already asked, what's your next book going to be about? And typically I'd be like, oh, you're right. I should start planning for that. Like, it's like, okay, I have the kids. I have the house. I have the book. Okay, what's next? This time I'm not. I'm just soaking in the moment and enjoying the fact that I did this. It took me two years to get this book finished and complete. And I want to celebrate that. So I'm just working really hard at letting myself be excited about finishing something Mm -hmm. and, you know, patting myself on the back and taking a break. Like capitalism is so frustrating. It's like, can't I just breathe? Can't I rest? I want that more than anything. So I'm really trying to just embrace this time that I have. I love that. Your pause is all about the reflecting and celebrating what you've already accomplished, which to your point, a lot of ambitious women and those few brave men that are out there with that same esteem of go, 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 give, give, give. I want to pour out before I leave this earth. Some of the the best parts of that pouring are after you've sat in stillness for a little bit and you filled your tank all the way up so you can pour from your overflow and not from the bottom where you're resenting pouring in the first place because you don't really have anything to give. So I respect that hands down. Yeah. That's part of scarcity as well. Like the not having enough space or time Mm -hmm. to actually realize like what's important and what you should be doing. A thousand percent. Woo. All right. So Alyssa, how can people connect with you? Where can they go and find more about the book and and just you and the blog, all of it? Uh, Yeah, you can find me and any free resources that I have at mixedupmoney.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually on every social media platform you can imagine at Mixed Up Money. That is perfect. Thank you so much for carving out this time in the middle of all that you have going on, saving the world one non judgmental content blog moment at a time. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you at the BBP and we hope to see you again. Thanks so much for having me. I really, really appreciate your time as well. You're welcome. Balance Bowley listeners, I told you we were not playing games in 2022. I'm bringing you the best of the best and people who are willing and ready to fill you up with their truth, which is the most important. Until next time, I want you to do what I always ask you to do. Enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly.